The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Classic GMZ that we gonna play, um, <clears throat> and it's 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 appropriate because we got the Adam World first center gonna be joining us here in hour number two. So play this classic from uh, back in '78, yeah. Um, the old cruise jam beat, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it up. Bring up the volume. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know, I know KC, KC like this one for sure, yeah, yeah man, yeah, yeah. play that there and then uh, we set, we'll, we'll hopefully get it out of my world, fair center people uh, in the studio so we can talk, enjoy.
wondering if if you get any ram goat by the animal welfare center uh down there in the middle of the island uh, good morning good morning how are you today i'm good last time i saw you were down with somebody else so, i so, know i, I know I, I i'm a hot commodity here and i noticed that i see you moving <laughs> around and all that stuff um becca how you doing man good to see you i'm doing great it's good to see you too good. introduce yourself and the young man that's here with you Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Speaking to that microphone, and uh, so, f- the floor is yours. My name's Becca Hewson, and I am the new director of public relations and marketing for the St. Croix Animal Welfare Center. Okay. Yeah, and ma'am. I am Dr. Rick Berlinski. I am the director of veterinary services at the Animal Welfare Center. Okay, good. And you got a big week coming up next week? We have a huge week coming up next week. Um, We are partnering with Visiting Veterinarians International. There is a group of 12 veterinarians and vet techs that are flying in, and they are partnering with us to offer St. Croix a free week of spay, neuter, vaccinations, and a Blood testing, yes. Uh, We're going to be giving each animal that comes in, we'll also get some blood drawn for a test called a 4DX test. And that uh, allows for uh, heartworm testing and tests them for tick-borne diseases. Okay. Um, How did this come together? Uh, One of the people that is on their uh, directing board and is actually their president, Jennifer Betts is actually a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, She worked with me on the Colombian Hippo Project. Uh, We were both a part of that. We were advisors for that project uh, with the uh, Pablo Escobar Hippos down in Mm -hmm. Colombia and what to do with them. And she asked me, you know, she knew that St. Croix had a need for veterinary uh, services for a lot of the animals down here and stuff. And their group is a 100% volunteer uh, group. They they operate solely on volunteers and donations. And she asked if we would like them to come in and do a big spay and neuter clinic. And they go all over the world. I mean, they go to Cambodia. They've been to Chernobyl twice this year and the Ukraine, and uh, Galapagos, and Belize, uh, and Fiji, and they just go in, they bring in a group of volunteers, and they come in and spay, neuter, and vaccinate, and do blood testing on these animals. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we'll be drawing blood for is for part of the Dog Genome Project, Uh, and Tim Masu. Uh, who is the head of biological sciences at North Carolina University, uh, runs that uh, project. And it'll actually, we will be able to get the results of those blood tests and be able to get a better handle on the genetics of the dogs on the island of St. Croix. No, you know, when you, when you mentioned the name Pablo Escobar, you know what I'm saying? We have fun with that name. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, so, Becca, are you excited? Uh, what? 
Are you excited? I am super excited. I, I'm, I'm, I love that there's a huge group of people who want to, um, to help us, um, give like outreach into the community. Cause I know that, um, there are a lot of pets in need. We have a pet overpopulation problem here on St. Croix. And also, um, just in light of the pandemic and hard times have reached the Virgin Islands. I think it's really wonderful that we get the opportunity to offer veterinary services for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest needs now for the welfare center? Well, I mean, money is always money is always money. Always. <laughs> you know, always. just like any nonprofit, yeah. like we always need we always need donations. We are always looking for volunteers. Um, and in fact, if anyone is interested in volunteering to help out our vets next week. We are definitely looking for help. Um, Monday and Tuesday, we're going to be at Victoria House. Uh, that is formerly Blue Moon out mm-hmm. in Frederickstead. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday and Friday, we're going to be offering the services in Castle Coakley at our future Animal Welfare Center location. Where's, where, what part of Castle Coakley is that? You know where the two sugar mills are yeah. up on the hill? Yeah. That's going to be the new location. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. 12 vets, that's a lot of vets, Mr. Berlinski. It Dr. Berlinski, I mean. It, it yeah. is. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're going to be doing a lot of surgeries. And so they, they switch out a lot and everything mm-hmm. and help each other out. And they have veterinarians that are going to examine your dogs before we do this, make sure they're healthy mm-hmm. enough to have surgery and everything. Uh, it was really important for us to bring down a group like this to show that we can provide really good medical care for the animals on this island. How long have you been with the Center? I have been here for six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my third stint living in the Caribbean, my first stint on St. Croix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where were you before? I was in St. Kitts. Okay. Uh, associated with Ross University. Ross University, yeah, yes, they, got, they got that... Um, um that's a veterinary. That's a veterinarian institute down there in uh, in in Saint Kitts. We have actually had um, students who graduated from high school here that that went to school down there. Yeah, yeah. 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 They yeah. take students from all over the world. Mm-hmm. That's really the great thing about mm-hmm. Ross. Uh, I graduated from Ross in two thousand and three, and actually, when this job became available, I reached out to one of my classmates, Dr. Adrian Holly, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually brought him down. and He's actually working. The main with campus us. for Ross is in St. Kitts, or it is. Okay, it is. Yep, okay. we both graduated down there in two thousand and three. Uh, you have a couple of other veterinarians mm-hmm. actually that are also uh, fellow Ross graduates, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Michelle Mihalik and Dr. Ariel Bauman, who yeah. practice here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one I know. Yep. Ariel, yeah, 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 Ariel, yeah. such a sweet yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. How'd you end up in Ross, though? Uh, You're originally from where? Uh, originally a Michigan boy, spent most of my adult life in the South, down in Florida, Louisiana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had. Uh, I was an older student. I didn't become a veterinarian until I was forty. Oh, okay. Actually. Okay. Yep. Uh, but I was in a hurry because my goal was to be a veterinarian by the time I was 40. And if I'd have stayed in the States, uh, I was in Gainesville in Florida. University of Florida. Yep. And in my last year there, and I would have had to wait a year to apply for vet school after after you finish up your undergrad. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to make that wait. And there was a job fair there. And Ross University was part of that job fair. And they said, we'll get you in. And five weeks later, I was in vet school. Where's the other island you were here? You said three. Uh, 
two stints down in St. Oh, Kitts. Stints, I, I Kitts. went to vet school yeah. down there, and then I lectured down there as a guest lecturer. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Becca, um, the 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 animal welfare center, the in principle, the primary service is what. I mean, the primary service is to care for the animals in our community because it is not just a shelter. It is a full veterinary clinic. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. We try our best to, um, when, whenever possible, to preserve life. Uh, and then, of course, we have the pet place where people can not just pick, adopt a cat or a dog, but you can buy your pet supplies there. And then we also have the flea market, our little thrift store that they just put the new building in over where um, the cast iron pot used to be. Mm-hmm. That's down here on the North Shore Road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, and we try our best to offer affordable care for the pets on mm-hmm. the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand veterinary care can be expensive uh and as a nonprofit, the one advantage that we have is i don't have to worry about how much production i bring into the clinic mm-hmm. it's about working with the animals uh we we doesn't that um make it better for you um, it does so it does you, you, i can you're, focus you're not, on what's best on meeting a quota and all that stuff yep yep absolutely yeah. uh and even i mean so that's one of the big motivations behind doing the spay-neuter clinic too, though, is even though we offer affordable care, there are still people out there that may not have, you know, you can offer affordable care, but if they can't get their animal to you, that creates an issue. And some people, quite frankly, just especially after the challenges Becca was saying of COVID the last two years and the economic hardships that have hit worldwide, literally, uh, some people still can't afford to get that care that they may very badly want for their animal. Mm-hmm. And this provides a very necessary service. You know, uh, spaying and neutering your animal saves them from a lot of medical problems later on, uterine infections, uh, prostatic cancer, testicular cancer, mammary uh, tumors. And so by providing this, we can reach out to those people that can't get their animals to us you know you have three veterinary clinics here on the island they're all within a mile of each other yeah. on the same road not in sure Christian uh, everything yeah yeah the, the, what's that, the sugar the sugar mill sugar mill and yeah. progressive, and progressive animal hospital. yeah, yeah. Yes. They're right around the corner from each other yep yeah yeah and so it was very important for us we made the decision as an organization that we wanted at least part of this spay neuter clinic to be in frederickstead yeah to provide services for the west side of the island Mm -hmm. too. We didn't want them to be the forgotten part of the island. So that's a real important part of this project is reaching out to those people on the Mm -hmm. west side and being able to provide this important service for their beloved pets. Becca, who is the, not your, who is the complimentary entity in St. Thomas and St. John that you know of? Oh, for for animal care? Animal care, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure because yeah. I've always lived on Saint Croix, and yeah. I take my pets here. Yeah. No, I was just wondering because you know, our, uh, a good portion of our audience is on the Saint Thomas Saint John side, and um, just curious as to uh, because they might somebody might be live listening to the show, and they love their pets 
that much that they'll have on a plane and come out over to St. Croix, you know what I'm saying? If, in fact, they don't provide that service on St. Thomas, I was just curious as to as to if there is, uh, if you're familiar with any entity on the St. Thomas side that, I, that provides I'm, the same service. I'm yeah. not, but if I, uh, but I will look into that and make sure that we help promote our sister islands yeah, and, yeah. and their veterinary services. No, that was just curiosity on my part. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Please oh, no, that's me. okay. Also, I want to remind you, this is my sixth day working for the Animal Welfare Center. Well, you just so. reach. You just reach. I just reach. Oh, just <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not 100% oh, okay. versed in all of the different things we do, which mm. is why I brought Dr. Rick with me today. Yeah. 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 I, what, what, I also what, what? am not familiar with. Uh, a comparable entity on St. Thomas or mm-hmm. St. John. I just, uh, and that's well, I got, I, my audience, you know, the, the strength of the show is the audience. And I'm sure if they heard me ask that question. They'll be, they'll be let me know. Reaching yeah. out. Yeah. 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 There you know. go. Um, when you first got to the welfare center, what jumped out at you with respect to the care that the animals who were coming there needed? Well, uh, and it's, Again, it's that basic services of just getting them vaccinated. Uh, heartworm prevention is so huge, heartburn right? Heartburn prevention. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because this, they're eating everything. They're consuming anything, man. Well, and it's... Not, it's I mean, for not for those who are domesticated in homes, but those who hang out on the street, like around my house and all that stuff. Right. And, know. I mean, heartworm is spread by mosquitoes, you know? Uh, if you find a spot without mosquitoes on this island, I, I would love to get that location for wow. you because I'll be hanging out there every weekend. Yeah. You know, and it's so any dog that's not on prevention is mm. at risk. And we probably see between five and 10 heartworm positive dogs a, a day wow. come into the clinic. Wow, yeah. Wow. yeah. We'll take a break. We'll take a break on that. We'll come back. We got the Animal Welfare Center uh, in the studio. Um, big week next week. A lot of vets coming in from the mainland to provide services here in the territory. We'll be back right after this. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with free tuition plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. She can stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. From the BBC World Service. You're listening to News Hour. This is Africa Daily. Business Daily from the BBC World Service. Welcome to Crowd Science. This is Digital Planet. World News. The Arts Hour from the BBC. This is World Business Report. This is Health Check. Music Life from the BBC. There's far more to it beneath the surface. The BBC World Service. 
from 3 to 6 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Funding for the BBC World Service comes from First Bank. First Bank's digital bank offers check deposits, bill pay, transfers, and more from anywhere 24-7. More at onefirstbank.com. And we're back here and analyze this, and we've got um, Becca, um, public relations officer, information relations. Uh, Becca Hewson. Becca Hewson. Yeah. No, the, the the job title. Oh, director of public relations director, and marketing director for the Saint Croix Animal Welfare Center. There you go, and Dr. Rick Berlinski. What's your job title? So you, you you run the agency now. Director of veterinary services. Director of veterinary uh, services. Uh, by the way, um. Uh, Zoe Zimmer reached out to me. Uh, the Humane Society of St. Thomas. Oh, okay. oh absolutely. That's what I got, right? Now, of course, you know, whenever I hear the Humane Society, I'm thinking Charlie Brown. Oh, he used to have his issues with Snoopy and all that stuff, and he was concerned that they were going to take Snoopy from him and all that. He'd always say, <laughs> oh, they're going to take you to the Humane Society and all that stuff. So, yeah, so that's the, that's the entity. So, I guess at some point, um, a phone call, uh, share some information. Um, with respect to where we are territory-wide because we are one and if we could help out each other uh, that would be uh, a, a good thing. So you were saying heartburn um, mosquitoes and all that stuff and you want if you know the, of a location that it don't exist you'd like to hang out there. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I certainly would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a problem you know and then uh, between that and the tick-borne diseases mm. that are carried. You know, those mm. are two of the biggest things we see is mm. Ehrlichia and heartworm disease down mm. here. And both of those will be tested for with this 40X disease. So we'll be able to address those issues with the animals that come in as well and get them back on a road to recovery if indeed they are diagnosed with either of those diseases. So that makes a nice addition to this uh, on top of getting your animals spayed or neutered. Um, Becca, you've been there a week, mm-hmm. and you're probably working, you know, to tail off to make next week an absolute uh, success. Um, what do you look? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, come January 2023, a new calendar year in place. Um, one year from now, you would want what for for the the animal welfare center? Well. Um I want to bring in a, a lot of donations, a lot of uh, money to help us keep everything running and going smoothly. Um, I am planning some community events moving forward for this year. I'm going to bring back the much anticipated Fur Ball, which is the um, gala event that the St. Croix Animal Welfare Center would throw every year as a fundraiser. Um, Also, we have this cute little puppy kissing booth that we put out for the cruise ships and for large events, but I would like to um, begin offering that, uh, like monetizing it and offering it as a rental for children's birthday parties. Um, And they're just like kind of different community 
actions that I would like to take, but my main goal is to um, bring in as much money as possible. I think I think that's every nonprofit's goal when they come to marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a new location. Uh, what's the timeline for that? So, um, from the, the last I heard, the because we're still meeting with the architects for the new structures and what needs to be um, worked on and improved over there. Um, I think that they're planning on breaking ground by this time next year and hopefully we'll have the new facility in one one more year after that. So mm-hmm. I think we're about two years out from our mm-hmm. new facility. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, optimistically, 18 months. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there anything that you're going to be providing or able to do at the new facility that you don't do now? Uh, we're going to be able to offer improved services based on the equipment that we'll have up there. Uh, we'll have better uh, radiograph facilities. We're in a temporary facility right now, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been doing the best that we can in that facility, but there are just certain equipment that we don't have at this facility that we'll be able to have. We'll be able to offer improved dental care for animals because we'll actually have dental x-ray equipment up there. Okay. We'll have ultrasound so that we can better assess uh, heart disease, heart disease yeah. and things like that in your pet. Uh, we'll have better uh, surgical facilities so we can do some advanced orthopedics. Uh, I've actually been trained to do a lot of bone plating and things like that. And so we'll be able to provide those services at, at a, an improved facility for the animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's going to be really, really nice. We're going to go from the two exam rooms that we have now at the temporary facility to four exam rooms. We also have a really nice outside area on the grounds. You're going to be able to go up there. You can actually find your new puppy up there because uh, we'll have an, the shelter will be up there as well. So the people will be able to come up there, find their newest family member, uh, and we'll have an area where you can actually go outside and play with that uh, puppy and make sure that it fits as a part of your your family and make sure we get you the right pet. And then once you have that pet, we'll be there to provide lifelong care for your pet. Doc, let me ask this question. It's kind of twofold. What is this gift that certain people have that that they could tame animals that other people can't tame them? Is is this is this a, a gift from? Is this a divine intervention thing, or is this just something that you know just grows within them, and they have their ability to just roll on animals, and animals succumb to their to, to how they how they deal with them? You know, so I spent the first fifteen years of my career mostly doing zoo and wildlife medicine. Uh, and I always told people that I was the one person in my in my graduating class that wanted to work with all of the animals that everyone else knew would kill them. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just takes a special kind of stupid. Uh, but you also <laughs> you also have to. I think there are certain people out there that just animals can read you right, mm-hmm. just like people can. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're genuinely trying to help animals, 
they get that. They mm. get a vibe from you for that, right? Because mm. uh, I, I got a friend of mine from in Fredericksburg. I don't know if you met him yet, Tyrone Lake. He works at the Department of Agriculture. We call him Nick. And whenever they got a problem with any kind of animal, for some reason, they could count a neck to just deal with them territory wide. This isn't just St. Croix. Right. And it's, just, it's just a gift where, you know, if they need somebody to rein in, you know, an out of control animal and, and we said, and they said, Neg, come, come, go. Bam. And it's like, it's like a piece of cake. Yep. Animals, animals can read you and there's, certain people that just have that gift they have that calmness about them mm-hmm. and i truly always have believed that animals know when you're trying to help them they do you really, animals, believe, you really believe that in your, in, i absolutely believe wow, that wow. i absolutely yeah. believe that and when you approach i've i've seen technicians and you know everyone's always fascinated by the vet but it's our support staff mm-hmm. our support staff make me look like a hero five days a week there's not a day that goes by that i don't look good because of the staff that i have supporting me and a lot of those technicians they'll go in with that dog that everyone says oh he's really aggressive Mm -hmm. well he's aggressive because he's scared Mm -hmm. right and when you have that technician that can come in and calmly deal with that animal and a lot of times they may just they're aggressive because they're trying to protect their owner because mm. you're taking them into the vet clinic, you mm. know, and that's a scary place. Yeah. And you've got all these strangers coming up and mom might be in danger or dad might be in danger and it's my job to protect them. Mm. And a lot of times, maybe it's only putting them on a leash, having mom and dad walk them into the back and then mom and dad walks back in the room and you'd be amazed how calm those animals are in back. I got, I got another, another um, acquaintance of mine. Um, we call him Amin. Last name Serrano, uh, and when it comes to dogs, I mean, they just—it's amazing, isn't they, it? They, 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 I mean, uh, I had this one friend of mine. He actually had a a security business using dogs, dogs on guard, and I'd mentioned his name. I said, I said, uh, Jogis, tell me about Amin, and he he just watched me. I said, no, he he, he has something with them that I can't relate to. Where as, as aggressive and you know protective as this dog is he just roll on them and before you know it they calm as ever like they didn't love man I, I, this is I, I don't know what this in, it's indescribable yeah 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 you know everybody always describes me uh when they can't remember my name they always say the doctor that sits on the floor you know and and i do a lot of my exams sitting on the floor i don't mm. have them put the dogs on the table, table yeah. because the dogs get nervous okay so if i sit on the floor now i'm at their level i'm not a threat mm-hmm. and then the dogs you'd be surprised how many dogs i have just come over after a minute and they're sitting in my lap <laughs> and all of a sudden i'm doing the exam with the dog wow. sitting in the lap yeah, yeah. i was watching my clip on twitter with this baby chimp and um they apparently this husband and wife took care of him when apparently when he, he was hurt or whatever and when, when he saw them he ran into their arms and jumped up into their arms like 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 a human being i mean Aww. it's it's amazing They're, i was watching wednesday i know tuesday or wednesday on twitter and it just freaked me out uh, it was like uh, unbelievable and then i watched another clip on twitter this this um they're at this young girl is at the beach with her dog 
and he could see, you know, she wasn't in a life-threatening situation, but the dog could see that the water was coming up on the shore, and he went in and he pulled her out. I mean, (laughs) I I can pull it up right now. That that one is unbelievable how animals, once they establish a relationship with, with a human being, you can't get between them. Yeah, no, and they... It's it's amazing, you know. You see stories all the time of animals that have been lost, you know, or, or taken, and reunited with their owner even years later, and seeing that immediate, you know, mm-hmm. the dog running up and jumping into the person's arms mm-hmm. after four and five years, and you know, uh, I was reading a story about a, a dog that they were in a car crash on the way while they were moving across country. And the dog had gotten scared in the car crash. The person had been hurt and the dog ran away. And the person ended up recovering in the hospital and everything, but they couldn't get a hold of the dog and everything. And finally, like 18 months later, after she had moved now out to the West Coast of the United States Mm -hmm. and everything, she was reunited with that animal through some uh, organizations, much like St. St. Croix Animal Welfare Center that had found her dog, found the microchip inside of her dog and arranged transportation and reunited that dog with that owner and seeing that reunion, I mean, the dog was just <laughs> overjoyed. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in listening to Doc talking about uh, the expanded services um, they're looking to have at, at the new facility, um, that has to be uh, for you as somebody in the business of uh, raising resources and all that stuff. That's a that that's a that's a challenge that that you would want to be a part of, wouldn't it? Absolutely, I'm and I'm really excited. I'm excited about the facility. And um, Dr. Rick mentioned like the outside grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been discussing using a portion of the outside area to create a dog park where the community can come and bring their dogs to play. There's a beautiful little garden area that has a pond in it, and we were thinking about making that like a memorial garden where possibly it could be a place where you could bury your pet's remains or also just a very serene place to be with your pet for the last time if if your pet needs to be euthanized. Um, So there's like a lot of really beautiful settings there that um that we want to, to that we want to use and then we want the community to feel free to use um because we're we're here to serve the community of St. Croix and we want the St. Croix Animal Welfare Center to feel like it belongs to everyone because it does. Yeah, we also have two of the best preserved sugar mills on the island on that on that property. And it's a beautiful area that overlooks the ocean and everything. And it, it, it's a wonderful place just to have community events, uh, you know, and we're hoping to develop that as well so that the community can come up and enjoy that part of the property as well. Absolutely. Something that I'm looking forward to doing once we've moved into that facility is learning all of the history of that property and then offering a historical tour um, maybe once a month or, or or every other month and perhaps do like a wine walk as like a fundraiser. You can get like appetizers and a glass of wine and we'll walk you around and give you a historical tour. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, when you mention the word euthanize, as somebody who has I've been a, a horse racing junkie all my life, actually the racetrack is, bears my dad's name. What's it like, Doc, knowing that um, catastrophic injury 
and there's nothing you could do to help the animal. That has to be rough. It is rough. Uh, it's. I always tell people it's the worst part of my job, mm-hmm. and it's the best part of my job mm-hmm. because the worst why, part you don't want to take away life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's frustrating, yeah. right? The best uh, part taking them out of out of out of misery. Yeah, I was I was a professional fighter before I became a veterinarian. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. You box. Uh, uh, I was MMA? I boxed in high school and I uh, I fought mixed martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. So I gotta uh, be careful what you're hearing. I, I'm good. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. Uh, but so I'm very competitive. I hate to lose. Mm-hmm. You know. And when I can't, when there's something wrong with an animal and I can't fix it, that's frustrating to me and mm-hmm. that's infuriating to me. But the last thing I can do is to end the suffering for both the owner and the animal. And that is very rewarding, knowing mm-hmm. that I can do that in a safe environment for both the owner and the animal and prevent any future suffering and let the owner know that their animal has passed away peacefully. That's so important. When they suffer a fracture, which is a common injury with, with horses and all that stuff, how do you know that that they could survive they use the term a condylar fracture and all that stuff when they, with, with, and, um, sure. as, as opposed to the, 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 the sesamoid injuries and all that stuff. So we just had a, uh, a two-month-old puppy into the hospital yesterday mm-hmm. with a mid-shaft tibia fracture. So mm-hmm. the middle part of the bone on that bottom bone of the leg was completely fractured. Uh, we were able to go in and repair that. And and we'll stabilize. Take, a break. We'll take a break right there, so you can come back and, and give us the rest of that story, and that determination, and how you go about dealing with that. We got um, Dr. Rick Berlinski, and we got Becca Houston from the Animal Welfare Center. Big week next week. Twelve vets coming in. Be back right after this. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. 
We stand on the shoulders of the women who came before us. Women who were told they were bad with money. Women who couldn't even get a credit card without a man co-signing. Women who fought for their own financial futures. And now it's our turn to lead the way. Join us at WeSaySaveIt.org. Where women of all ages and all budgets are learning how to save for retirement. You work hard. You make money. Now make that money work for you. Invest in yourself at WeSaySaveIt.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Great question. That is a great question. And that's a great question. Wow, that's another great question. That's uh that's a great question. Oh, that's a great <laughs> that's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On fresh air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJ FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. And we're back here analyze this and wrapping up a conversation with um, Dr. Bolinsky and uh, Becca. He's a Becca, you can hear me in the headphones? I can hear you now, yeah. Okay, good, okay, good. So you were saying that decision-making process with respect to um, determining, you know, whether we could uh, address a fracture and things of that nature? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and with that puppy, we were able to repair that leg. But sometimes you get those puppies that come in and we simply can't. But the nice thing about that is dogs and cats have four legs rather than two, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if that fracture is really bad, maybe the better, the better option is simply to amputate that leg. You know, now I always tell people, because owners are always like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful and so painful and everything. Here's the difference. If it were you or me, we'd be in a hospital for three weeks, mostly because we'd be sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Animals don't feel sorry for themselves. They get on with life. Yeah. And I have literally seen a dog that I've amputated a leg on. Two days later, our techs are taking them out to use the bathroom and they're running around outside. Wow. Because wow. they just get on with life. And having those extra two legs is a big help. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a classic case where more is better, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Balinci, I know you got to run. Um, you got some running to take care of. I want to thank you very much for joining us and uh, good luck next week. Thank um, you so much and thank you for yeah. helping us support this wonderful, wonderful project. We've uh, developed this important partnership and relationship with them and they're really hoping to make this a regular event for the island of St. Croix for the next four to five years. Okay, that's good. Now, I meant uh, quickly before you go, Monday and Tuesday and then Thursday and Friday. What's up on Wednesday? Relax day? Wednesday, Wednesday we, we we're shifting locations, oh, shifting locations from okay. that Frederickstead to okay. Christianstead. Yep. Okay, okay, that's, that's, that's good. Well, and, and giving the vets a play day. Yeah, yeah, they deserve that because there's a likelihood they're going to fall in love yeah, with St. Croix. You absolutely. Know That's so. what we're hoping. We want them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, um, at some point, uh, you could um, uh, talk with the Humane Society over there on St. Thomas because if you got 12 vets in the territory, I mean, that's a big number. But you're going to be doing, uh, you expect a lot of, of hands-on 
um, yes. uh, procedures and all that stuff, right? Yes, yeah, yes, good. absolutely. Yeah, Hoping thanks. to help about 250 to 300 dogs and cats. Yeah, man. Wow, that's a big number. Thank you very much, Doc. Glad to have you here. Thank you for having us. Thank we appreciate good. it. Without a doubt. And Becca, uh, I'm going to see you again. Oh, you can. You will always see me. I, anytime you want an update from the St. Croix Animal Welfare Center, I would love to come by mm -hmm. and, and update you on what we're up to. Um, I would like to say if anyone who's listening is interested in volunteering with us next week to help out with the Visiting Veterinarians International. Telephone number? Um, you can call the main number at St. Croix Animal Welfare Center, but actually it would do you much better if you emailed me. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And that would be marketing at stcroyawc.org. Okay, good. Okay, good. Thanks a lot. So, um, good luck next week, okay? Thank you very much, and thank you so much for having without us. Without a doubt, without a doubt, not a problem. That's Dr. Rick Berlinski and uh, Becca Houston from the Animal Welfare Center. Next week, we got 12 vets coming into the territory. And what's the number? Anticipated number? No. A number, oh. of, number of cats and dogs? We're hoping for 250 to 300 dogs. Wow, wow. And uh, Chris Jensted on Monday and Tuesday... And Frederickstead, done by... Uh, oh, other way around. Frederickstead. Frederickstead, Monday and Tuesday. Okay, okay. Blue Moon, Blue Moon, old Blue Moon on Monday and Tuesday. Yes, and um, check-in is from 8 a.m. Yeah. to 1 p.m. You do need to stay with your animal. Mm -hmm. um, and then for Thursday and Friday yeah. when we're in Castle Coakley, check-in yeah. once again is 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. You got it. You got it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Just remember, balls are for fetching. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, without a doubt. That's uh, Becca Houston and uh, Rick Berlinski from the St. Croix Animal Welfare Center joining us this morning. Thank you very much for joining us. And Thank you so much. Good, and enjoy your weekend because you got a big week coming up uh, next week. Thanks a lot, um, Becca, for reaching out to us and uh, having us uh, provide this forum so that to let the public know um, what you're making available uh, next week. Been a good week here uh, on the show. You know, uh, a real learning experience and... Uh, as we go along, you know, the one of the things I've always tried to to promote, you know, you know, for me personally, uh, going forward, um, is, you know, I was one hundred percent pro St. Croix and I'll always love St. Croix. But um as you age you temper and you want us to be inclusive. Um one of the things I told Becca when she was at uh Botanical Gardens is that uh, the government of the Virgin Islands, um, the legislature, has the ability to provide nonprofits uh, and uh, hopefully um, an entity like the Animal Welfare Center. Uh, we speak to uh, the incoming legislature that uh, they could look at providing uh, some financial support for entities like the Animal Welfare Center, the St. Thomas uh, Humane Society, and all that stuff, so that you know the animal population here uh, uh, in the Virgin Islands uh, can be looked out for. Um, any kind of support uh, is appreciative, and uh, we got good people involved. And we're we're lucky to have the Berlinskis and the Houston's of the world uh, to you know do things like this. And obviously, this is coming coming about from previous contacts because you get twelve vets coming into the Virgin Islands, and uh, he mentioned the different countries that they've been to: Cambodia, Fiji, Fiji, um, unbelievable. So big event next week. Okay, provide that support. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank you so much. You, you have a beautiful weekend. You can enjoy your weekend as well. Good. Uh, you got it. So you know how we do things here uh, on um, uh, WTJXFM. I'll check. And uh, this is a very um, big time of the year where 
um, the season coming coming in, and you know, I just just hoping for a prosperous new year. You know, 2022 was a highly charged election year, and uh, it's only right that we go out. You check that we go out with, you know, at least to, to ease the brain as we get ready for what will be a what I believe is a is a true recovery year because this gonna be year six of the recovery, you know, and in doing that, <clears throat> you know, we got to make sure that we enjoy the season. You know, check and. Like I said, I want to thank everybody. Uh, yesterday, you know, when we were doing the, the bush tea, yeah, I I I I know that the table talk, right? We turn on this volume like a sending a song to Army DJ. I know, or I know that the table talk, right, has had a profound effect on you because you reach out to me during the table talk shows and um, that we touch on um, critical issues um, affecting the territory. But yesterday when we did the, the Bush tea, my DJ Danny Challenger after the show, right? He came outside the studio and said, you know, Neville, um, this last hour was replete with a, with cultural discourse, and we need to incorporate um, a good culture hour, right? Uh, using the Bushti um, platform to make that happen. So that's what we're gonna do come January. You check. You know we do Arch Thursday as always. I met. Um, did an excellent job in, in getting that to where, um, you know, the local artists on multiple levels <clears throat> benefit. But that, but yesterday's discussion prompted the need for us to, 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 to let the Bush tea discussion be about culture in the region too, not limited to the Virgin Islands, in the region. Of course, you know, yesterday we were talking about Geography and all that stuff, all the locations, like in St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Croix, Dominica earlier this week up his barber. So, just wanted to know that Bush T going to take off in, uh, in 2023. I want to thank Doug School and Rocky Labor yesterday in particular. Uh, as you wink, good morning, Rocky. <laughs> that one for your father, right? So, check this out. We're we going to play this this classic, yeah. Play another classic, James, yeah. Because... As we uh, as we roll towards Christmas, Stanley gonna take over beginning next week into Christmas and the week after. Full three weeks, we gonna send Stanley Wilson. So enjoy this one. Culture gonna have its its place here and uh, analyze this. If you let she come in, she stay and never go in. Rabbi, Rabbi, open the door and she come in. If you let she come in, she stay and never go in. Tisam, tisam, who come ya let me? 
you know, when I am listening to the saxophone, yeah, Bronco, my mind is rather you, know, so make sure you reach out to me. You know what I mean? Seriously, give me a, give me a holla. Yeah, we got things to talk about. We got business to discuss. Okay? So when you're hearing hello, playing this sweet sax, and of course, you know, Bronco is a master sax manager, right, you know? It's important that uh, you know we got to do. Enjoy! Culture. We gotta do a better job promoting our culture, no? And we got classical Quelwe music like this. Knocking dog. And we gonna do what we gotta do because of course you know. I analyze this is local project. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. That um <coughs> this is uh consistent with what um the incorporation I analyze this uh in the in in the the program uh uh not not the program but in you know in, in what we do here at uh WTJX and you know we got so much talent here in the voice I like to talk with Ronnie Russell about music you know he's a he's a guitarist par excellence and Whenever we start to talk about uh, uh, Ohio Williams and a lot of our local musicians, we talk about the jazz influence. A lot of them live in the States for a long time. Remember, we talk about it. Everything we do is, everything we talk about is integrated. Had that major migration of Virgin Islands, going to New York and being exposed. The great Fred Thomas, uh, he lives in Puerto Rico, great bass man, piano man, works. Um, Eddie Russell, check. great, great musicians. Dr. Sachs, 
over there. You know, Sergio, the late um, Sergio Feliciano, Bolo. You know, so we got to do a much better job of making sure that you know, our local geniuses are remembered for those who have passed and, and recognized for those who are still with us. And we can do that. The check. So that Bush T-Fam yesterday really, really uh, established a template for what we're going to do going forward. And um, if we could, you know, take our culture to the next level and actually force um, our contemporaries to appreciate as well, then uh, we're, we're taking a step uh, in the right direction. Great week this week. Uh, thanks, everyone. And uh, don't forget next week for those who got uh, cats and dogs, Speed, neutering, all that stuff. Animal Welfare Center. Two days in the West and two days up in Castle Coakley. Okay, so enjoy the weekend. Boat, boat parade tomorrow, 6, 6.30, and then the fireworks at 8 o'clock at night. Okay? Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you on Monday, God willing. Be good. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. I'm Scott Tong from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up. Plus, conversations with authors and artists, stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So join us for NPR's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX-FM 93.1. You know exactly how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m., here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app, available for download from the App Store in Google Play.